0: Welcome back to the show. Today we have an awesome guest with us. I mean, where do we begin with with what you do? You provide insurance. You run an awesome team and a brokerage. You are a fellow podcaster. I mean, welcome I to try to show.
1: pretend to be. You
2: know, yeah. <laughs> so I think he marks all the boxes for our first guest. So well, he I marks do. all the boxes. That's right. Well, welcome. Well, to well the thank show. you, Grab thank you box. guys.
1: Thank you guys. I appreciate you. Uh, you having me out. Um, it's awesome to be out here, Watched your guys content for a while. It's been, it's been fun. So
0: appreciate it. Yeah. We, uh, we've enjoyed getting to know our, some of our guests who have come through and we've yeah. enjoyed launching this series. And really today we're looking forward to getting to know you. So maybe the best place to start with this conversation is fill everybody in. Who are you? What do you do? Yeah.
2: So paint the Boggs picture for us. Which I'm
0: not,
1: not quite the artist, but, um, 10,000 <laughs> foot view. Um, my name is Kevin Boggs. I own an insurance brokerage. Um, Specialize in working within the real estate industry, so we're a big part of that real estate transaction. As um, so far as my my business life, I'm married. I have two awesome kids, are three and five years old. Um, like to send Derek a lot of pictures of them. Um, <laughs> I was going to say that you don't send me pictures, of them right? <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, no, that's you know between my, my work and my personal life. I mean, that's really where all my energy is at right now. Yeah, uh, I don't have I don't have a lot more going on. It's just too much to. To juggle, you know. Yeah.
2: And so with that said, I mean, I've worked with Boggs now for what, six, seven years at this point. Twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah as one of one of the first people I met professionally and insurance agents to loan officers are like loan officers to real estate agents, right? Mm-hmm. So they're bugging us, they're pestering us, they want to meet with us, right? It took
1: me at least like 10 calls yeah. to get you to answer your phone. Yeah,
2: See, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little <laughs> bit easier than that.
1: <laughs> I had to pretend like, hey, I need to get a better rate on this property. I'm, just, I'm, just,
2: <laughs> I'm a little, <laughs> bit... Sorry, why don't you disguise yourself as a weed? Yeah, right? it's like, <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, right?
1: hey, my name's Kevin, call me back, I want to buy a
2: <laughs> But with that said, you know, being that though we worked together for so long, I've seen your business kind of grow from you just working it on your own to now hiring teammates, to hiring other agents and stuff like that to work for you. So go into how you were able to do that, at what points of your career you knew you needed to build out, what you were doing to build out and things like that.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, when I started in 2017, I I had no connections I had no leads. I couldn't take any clients. I'd been doing this for about ten years before I opened my agency. So I like kind of took like three of them, like my grandma, my mom, and like another family member. Right. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I got to start over. And um, our our model is you know marketing within the real estate industry. So I went out and said, I'm I'm gonna just meet as many people as I can as quickly as I can. So yeah, you saw me at every event and everything that was going on until we could start building established relationships and. You know, slowly over the next 18 months, you know, we went from being nobodies within, you know, the goosehead family to, you know, being one of the biggest producing agencies within the Midwest. And eventually the leads just kept coming and we were like, all right, we need, we need people to, to help us move these along and yeah. um, started hiring, you know, one person, then another, then another, <clears throat> and just try to continue to grow it, grow everything out. Um, but it's, it was really that like, maximum capacity it's like i was halfway in between like understanding efficiency and like wanting more deals you know it was like i'm sure you guys have been there it's like Mm -hmm. well if i do this more i could bring in more but then like wait i'm like not even really doing like the best job i can like i'm working 20 hours a day instead of like if i was like really good at like managing my time or right whatever so like kind of trying to like dial that in has been like a big focus for for us over the last you know probably a year and a half now like trying to figure out exactly how that process should look but
2: because well, that kind of seems like what the thing people are constantly struggling to figure out is do i want to be a lean business owner where it's just me where i'm just doing my own or do i want to be that individual that's growing out a team right hiring people to work under you both I would assume kind of had their benefits. Well, it seems
0: like the natural tipping point for your business was just demand. You reached a point where you had so much demand for what you provide that you couldn't do it all by yourself. Exactly. I mean, you, you basically look at like what
1: 2017, 18, 19 within real estate, even 20 monster years right Mm -hmm. like people are super busy. Like we're so tied in that, that influx comes and once you have, you know, 15, 20 good relationships, it's just going and going and going. It's like I had to have help just to keep up. Like, you're not going to send me a deal if if you get bad feedback that I didn't call someone back or whatever right. it is, right? So, there end of no choice. It's like, hey, we got to go because I I can't work any more hours in a day. Um, and and kind of like I mentioned before, then we started like really dialing in. Like, okay, if I do this differently, if I if I do these in one call versus two calls, I can double my capacity theoretically, yeah, and right. still do the things that I need to do. So we just kind of like started. Transitioning that way, and it's it's been awesome. I mean, right now with the slowdown, it's kind of been a little a little slower than it than it has been. But
2: the people that are taking advantage of these slowdown markets to kind of fine tune their business or or to ex- maybe take care of some of those processes that weren't in place beforehand, I think it's just going to pay tenfold once it starts to heat back up.
1: One hundred percent, and that's the only mindset you can have. You know, you got to mm-hmm. just keep putting the effort in every single day to. To grow right like it's it's gonna hit right you always it's like that action over and over and over and over again yeah it's eventually just gonna blow up into something else and i'm excited for it eventually everything's gonna normalize and whether that's you know rates stay at five percent and that's just the norm and people uh, are you know i don't know you know yeah (laughs) you never know right but
0: you know people bought homes at 18 percent, but still um so what's in the future for you where where are you taking your business now and what do you foresee coming down the pipe that maybe people should be aware of
1: yeah i mean our industry as a whole is, is, is a disaster right now um it's this is like the first time ever our pnc industry is losing money so mm-hmm. so i've been told at least on their underwriting not on investments yeah so you're seeing like tightening of restrictions like it's getting really hard for people to get insurance in, in the first place let alone wow yeah you know, yeah it's it's been a uh, a whirlwind like to say the least and it's only going to get worse for now so we're expecting like massive increases across the board so our time right now is getting eaten up a lot by hey my rate just went up 800 bucks i need somebody to fix this and obviously we have that choice model where you know we have 35 carriers that we work with right we just move them one to the next you know right so but that's a, that's the same effort almost with a higher close ratio essentially as a new client so we have to continue to like fit that into our schedules as well so to answer your question you know i i see growing out a team in two different ways like a mm-hmm. more of an internal ty- type of team um i'm trying to move myself kind of out of the day-to-day as much and then you know continuing to grow that like outside sales team that Right. You know, we've been
0: been growing over the last few years. My know. mind kind of goes twofold here. I mean, number one, I'm interested if you can can shed any light on why so much flux is happening in your industry is, you know, if it's just tied to inflation, if it's just tied to yeah. the underwriting. And then secondarily, I'd love to know more about, you know, you said that you're you're growing your team and you're leveraging yourself away from the business or out of the business a little bit. We, we talk about that all the time, you know, versus like working on your business versus working in your business. Love yeah, to go into that, but that's
1: the biggest right. mental struggle I have. I'll I'll start with the industry stuff though. Um, so COVID happened, right? Everyone called it, they called it to lower the rates, right? Like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm not driving anymore, give me a lower rate. Hey, you know, I want I want to put this car in comprehensive, I wanna do this. Whatever it is, right? People were calling, the carriers did rebates. Essentially what happened is nobody called like on the adverse, like, oh, hey, I'm driving again, you know? Yeah, so I really yeah. kept a good rate. Now you have accident severity, claim severity and frequency way higher, right? Yeah. Because of look at the used car market, right? You're, you're paying how much more just to replace a vehicle if it's yeah. total labor costs right now are crazy. You look at home insurance, same type of thing. I was just talking to a roofer buddy of mine. They used to be able to like their cost for a square right? 10 by 10 of a roof. It's like 400 bucks, it's like 700
0: right now. Wow. So, so like a $30,000 yeah. roof claim is now a $50,000 roof claim. So the, the wow. equivalent coverage of what you could have gotten a few years ago at a very low rate, I mean, doesn't even cover the cost of common repairs at this point. No,
1: I mean, they're, they're losing money on claims so quickly right now, which is, you know, and everybody, you know, clients that I tell to are like, well, you know, that's like that's why I bought insurance. Yeah, it's well, <laughs> yeah,
2: you know, like right. uh, pop right? yeah. time, and, listen, yeah. I, you guys.
1: Yeah, time. I kind of agree with. You. Yeah, and like I'm right. my my job is not to like you know pitch insurance companies. It's like, right. how do I put you in the best position I you, I can when so they- that you have a claim, yeah. it's covered. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's a between those two things, and you know, there's been turnover within a lot of bigger companies. There's been you know, there's there's a separation of like captive agency to independent model, like where. Captive would be like you're a state farmer, all state. You only work state with one, um, only we have one carrier. Whereas, <laughs> like, we work with a bunch of different ones. Well, all of the, the captive carriers outside of really state farm have started investing heavily into the other market. Mm. So now you're kind of like getting this like bigger pooling of risk. And, you know, it should work out and benefit in the long run. But I think they're starting to like feel it because it's not entirely like tied together yet, where you're starting right. to see. You know inc- rate increases go and n- well not only that you're starting to see limitations to coverage like on what they'll pay out on mm-hmm. so it's kind of it's kind of a mess like if you don't know what you're buying you could be in a pretty bad spot
2: so like right now a lot of those smaller mom and pop or smaller mortgage loan originator companies are getting just destroyed by some of these big players right yeah are you seeing that in your industry as well too with this change like is state farm or all state river are they coming in much more competitive because they have you know, a lot more pool that they can really go from on that.
1: Yeah. You know, we haven't seen that shift. I think they're just, and I can't speak to their financials or or like what they're, you know, what direction they're going. Yeah. I think they're getting hit just as bad as everybody else because it's mainly those two, they've been the biggest. They have huge market shares, especially within the Midwest, where like they're getting hit with these claims just as bad as everyone else is. And it might even be harder for them you know, and this is just me speaking out, yeah. like, my own theory, but it might even be harder for them to, like, pull back on that. Right. But they definitely have the capacity to be so more competitive. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah. you know, it's like you talk to anybody, like, one out of three people I quote, you know, also, also getting a quote from State Farm. 100%. You know, and yeah. it's, like it's always like that. All kind of Yeah.
2: So those companies doing mass scale layoffs and stuff like that, too, like we're seeing in our industry? Uh, yeah, I haven't heard as much about it. There's been, I know there's
1: been, like, changes within departments and things like that with a lot yeah. of carriers that we work with. Yeah. Um, you know, but in terms of like layoffs, I, I think they're almost all hands on deck for us. Cause
0: they're like, we need to figure out how to be profitable again. Yeah. And, yeah. and then they'll probably cut everybody. It's interesting. I'm hearing as we're talking about this, right, the industry is sort of, I won't call it stagnating, but certainly hitting a threshold that it hasn't faced before, right? With just things costing as much as they do. Yeah. So then, but then meanwhile, you're talking about growing your business a little bit and sort of stepping away from that as a business owner. So walk us through that a little bit. What it's like to be taking your team and your business to the next level while things are sort of transitioning. Yeah, and I mean, Derek kind of really hit on this before.
1: It's, I have a little bit more time now. Like, how can I refine my process so when I'm busier? Right. It just smooth. You yeah. Know, and I don't have to worry about it. And that's right. like where I want to get to, to you know, essentially have my business where I can take that step back. Right. If you're not set up in, like you said, you know, like you got to keep doing the actions now, right? You keep yeah. going while you have the time to do it. Because when you don't have the time, you really don't have the time to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of finding that happy medium where like i still will have the time to move the business forward but also having the team and the processes in place to make sure that everything's getting capitalized on right that's the last thing you want is like you know this half of the business is out here working bringing everything in and then the other half is like Eh, there'll be more. There'll yeah. be more leads. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I would say like your
0: kitchen's messed up, then right? <laughs> yeah. 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 the chefs are screwing up. Right, know? exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I
1: got all. I did all the marketing to bring you into my restaurant. Right, like, the food store. Oh, we so. forgot
2: to put something. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, as you've started particularly to think about yourself as an operator uh, of the business rather than in the business, what, has there been any books, podcasts, anything that motivates you to to do that? Was there anything you'd recommend yeah. to somebody watching? I, uh,
1: obviously one of my favorite books of all time is extreme ownership and i think that you know by jocko willing Mm -hmm. that like really was like was the first step that i took and i read that like two years ago yeah to like understanding like how i need to be the leader in the business and like understanding whatever happens is on me it's not on anybody else um and i actually just started reading a book called traction (laughs) i'm reading Uh, traction as well uh, yeah i literally started it this morning. so I'll, I'll let you know how, yeah. how that turns <laughs> we'll out. Back. Uh, I've heard amazing things from a bunch of people. So, um, I, I'm hoping that, uh, that points me in the right direction. But I spent a lot of time also on books to help like break through that like mental capacity shutdown that I had. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you wake up one day, you're just like, There's no leads, there's no business, there's no nothing. It's like, what what am I doing? Well, you were
0: talking about the hardest thing about growing a business, in my experience, is to continue to do the things that you know work when they're not driving instant return, right? right? It's easy to have a social media strategy when you get a lot of visibility and instant leads on one video. It's harder when you don't have anybody to reach out for six months, but you still got to be doing it, right? Right. And like, If you don't stick with the right processes, you don't grow. And like, I, I do think that that comes through.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And, you know, just kinda like I do a lot of like research on, you know, just like how to break through, like staying staying motivated, staying positive. I'm like pretty self motivated, especially like if I catch a low paycheck or something, you know, mm-hmm. I'll freak out a little bit. I'm a spaz. But um, we you know, know like uh, <laughs> it's like <laughs> what am I gonna do now? Yeah. So but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, just trying to stay motivated and stay focused and and you know, knock it out and I'll take any book suggestions you (laughs) have. That's great. Yeah, always.
0: I was just going to say Traction is one that I'm reading right now. And then um, Profit First is another book that I love just about making sure. that I've been told to read that so many times. It's good. And I think particularly uh, if you're a business owner and you obviously start taking on more uh sunk costs and debt and liability and it just is focusing on what's important which is you know profitability. Yes. so separate of the business stuff obviously i think the other cool aspect is just that you are an illinois homeowner correct i am so how long when did you buy your house tell us a little yeah bit. um
1: so i originally bought my first house in 2015 mm-hmm. back when there were like still foreclosures hanging around you yeah know?
0: we're starting to see it come back a little bit now nice year. yeah maybe next, maybe next year next, we'll year. We'll next year yeah, <laughs> yeah. When these
1: rates get a little higher, yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> um, you know, which that was an interesting process in itself to go through. Just you know, buying a foreclosure. Yeah, we submitted an offer. Didn't hear anything. Didn't months, hear anything. Months. Yeah. And then yeah. like, calls calling my realtor like, hey, yeah, you know, we're good with it. And then we get a call like, you know, we're like, where's the contract? Like, send us the contract. Yeah. And then like five days of not hearing from them, they're like, oh, we're doing our fi- or highest and best or whatever, right? We're yeah. like, man. So I ended up paying like 15 grand more than I was going to. Yeah, but still got a great deal, I'm yeah, sure. Still got a good deal. Yeah. Um, so we yeah. renovated that house and then the most recently we bought in 2019 mm-hmm. um, in Roselle where, where we live now. Um, one of the craziest things, like I've never thought that this would happen to me or anybody I know. So we're selling the old house. We had already purchased the new house. Mm-hmm and you know we're like night before closing with new house we, we bought it to gut it you know it hadn't been updated a long time it's completely gutted we're on our fourth dumpster in the driveway <laughs> night before closing i get a call like you're not going to believe this but uh the person buying your house actually you know was part of like a, a wire fraud thing and wired the money to, to somewhere wired like, their closing money. the closing money to like someone in like india or something that like hacked them
2: which i'm assuming wasn't a small sum of money
1: no, it was, it was a good amount of money from what uh from what wow. we understood. And I mean like it it threw a ringer through everything, right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, so are we closing tomorrow or not? You know, it's like my reaction. So <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, could we like could we just ask a friend? Uh, how fraud a friend? the fraud <laughs> department? Can <make> yeah. <laughs> we
2: get the money? Yeah. Or, so yeah. what
0: what happened from there? I mean, what were the
1: So they ended up uh basically saying like, Hey, we need like seven days to figure this out. Right. And so we're like, Okay. Like what understandably, yeah. yeah. Um so they you know, wait seven days. Like, meanwhile, we have this project. It's now like I'm waiting for this money, like, yeah, to know. to continue moving forward. Um, you know, and then uh, after that, they were like, "Well, I don't think we we're gonna be able to get it." Like, the FBI got involved, and then they were yeah. like, "Yeah, we're we out." Wow. And so we're like, "Oh no!" And we we had to like scramble to to relist the house, and then and now everything is out of the house, right? And yeah. Like, you know, Empty. It's and like you got like the, the picture whole like, wall, you know, like the, the picture holes in the walls yeah. and, you know, everything that you couldn't see before. Now you can see. Um, so we had to list. We ended up getting lucky. It was like three days and we were back under contract at wow. the same price. That's uh, great. Um, very is, lucky. Very, yeah. Very lucky. We ran into uh, uh, like, a, ins- not inspection issues, but like they just like asked for a ton of stuff. And it was yeah. like, we had to go through that. But yeah. um, luckily they yeah. ended up closing and. I don't know, like 30 30 days or so, Um, and we could finally continue our projects
2: at the other house. So What a crazy reminder that wire fraud is real and does happen. That, I mean, That's probably the closest I've been to a wire fraud story. I mean, you hear about it, you know, and I think you tell people to be very careful. Yeah. But that's, and mind you, this was what, three, four years ago? Maybe yeah, three, two, yeah, yeah. 20, so about three yeah. years ago. And it was a phishing scam
0: or something, I'm sure. Yeah, they like
1: literally changed one letter in the email address, mm-hmm. had the same email signatures, the attorney, everything. Yep, yeah. And, like I mean, I guess like to the person who's not who doesn't know, like right. Hey, my my lawyer just said do this. What's well, the so, rule of thumb? Always yeah. call and verify the wire. You always I, call yeah. the title company yeah. directly
2: to 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 verify the wire information. Yeah, yeah. I, but, would, um,
1: I would never wire money in general unless I like absolutely had to after seeing. No that kidding. Happen. Yeah, like, I'd
2: have to see like a blood sample from the person <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> just to okay. make sure it's, it works. Yeah, well, now you moved through. in, right? The
0: house is done renovated. Yeah, like, yeah. I
1: am moved in. Um We. Uh, Still got to finish the basement, you know. Yeah. A couple of projects to my wife if she ever listens to this, I will do them. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, but but uh, yeah, we we did, you know, the whole upstairs, downstairs, three bathrooms, like just that's great. A lot of work, but it was uh, it's fun. It's exactly the way we wanted
0: it. So that's perfect. So that's that's all you can ask for, really. I mean, nightmare to get there, but as long as that, uh, no, yeah.
2: what a process to get there. So, yeah, I mean, you were out maybe thirty days, of just not knowing what the heck was going to happen. Yeah, there okay. was. I like
1: got to the point where I was like i uh, like calling my like my father-in-law or my own like I might need to borrow like 20 G's man I'm like yeah I'll yeah. pay you as soon as I, I close on the house but again. like yeah I don't know what to do because so like, like
2: kind of strung out over here yeah
1: I'm like you know? I'm trying to move into this house and right now I've got like no money I need to go buy cabinets for the kitchen yeah. I need, like, <laughs> I have gun. you know like yeah. literally all this stuff and like I just like put all this money into one thing it's like I don't know so yeah it was uh it was a fun experience definitely stressful but in the end it Really, just a blip on the radar.
0: You know?
1: Yeah, That's like how most problems end up, anyways.
2: You know, oh, right? that's how
0: most most home buying nightmares we talk about. <laughs> they have a happy hour or a happy ending mm. to
2: them, or you at know. least something you can look back and kind of laugh about. Too. Yeah, I'm sure the person that was out eighty thousand for the wire frauds not laughing still. Hopefully, they got a better. <laughs> I'm hoping they got. It.
0: Yeah, no. that's that's a crappy situation. The uh, FBI wants to follow up with us on that story. That'd be great. Yeah. No, sure. no. Well, before we let you go, is there something that you're seeking as you're growing a team in particular? Yeah,
1: I'm really at this point. I'm I'm looking for you know good people who want to you know get into a good environment. Um, want to learn an industry. I mean, there's definitely there's a lot of different paths that you can take through learning. You know, the insurance industry, mm-hmm. um, whether that's going you know to work for a corporate company, opening your own agency, you know, building long term wealth within ours and you know, we're we're looking for good people to add to our team. Is is really the uh, uh, the bottom line. And you know, if you're tied into the real estate industry in some shape, way, shape, or form, that's a plus. That's um,
2: great. So people know, can yeah. also listen to you on your podcast, which
1: is yeah, the Better Call Bonds podcast. Better Call Bonds. We got they? four four episodes out. We'll, we'll get some
2: more going out soon. So. Love that. I <laughs> do love that. It's a great Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we could have played off of our last names like that. Could no, 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 it doesn't really work that
0: well.
2: <laughs> we'll do a spoof off of his. We'll call it Breaking Bad of software, right? Yeah. You know, we'll figure out we'll breaking figure out a way to stay. yeah. Bad that's right, <laughs> Breaking Bad Real Estate. Well, we are the Real Estate Bad Boys. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: that's weird. All right. Well, thank you so much for making the time. We appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, we'll make sure we get links out there so that everybody can like, follow, subscribe for your podcast as well. Um, thanks for checking it out everybody and we'll see you next time. See you guys. Take care.